Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Monday, April 3rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. And no, we don't have anything special to say on the air today, unfortunately. People probably tuning in to us wanting to hear something. We don't have any concrete thing to say. We do know for a fact, though, that the Board of Education will meet tonight to talk about something. That's all we're going to talk about, right? Why? Why what? I want to have some fun this morning. I don't have any information to give out, so. I do. We've we've got people commenting already asking. We don't have any information. Unfortunately, though. Why we, can't I say my information? What's your information? You can't say your information. I you got information confirm. straight from Coach Britt Sherman that he is still coaching, and it's just a formality. All right. That's where we're going to leave it, and our, uh, we'll be joined here in the second segment. They're sitting right here right now, but we've got to hit the break first. We have a live studio audience. <laughs> we do. This this segment, we have a live studio audience. The uh Martinsburg baseball coaches, head coach Aaron Byler, assistants Kurt Zarnecki and Bo Bartley. As over the weekend, Coach Byler earned his 100th win since uh, taking over the program a few years back. Uh, but it was a good weekend of baseball as Martinsburg able to get back on track, guys. Yeah, obviously they you know they needed that win or those wins this weekend after some tough conference losses. Uh, got some confidence from a lot of different guys out there. Uh, starting to figure out the lineup a little bit. And uh, good pitching performances. You know, freshman Jameer Brown goes out there and, and works four strong innings out on the mound, seven strikeouts. Um, game two, Ben Risenweber battled through all that weather and uh, gave a really good start as well. So I think Martinsburg, uh, with its young pitching and young team, really got some quality wins, some quality innings out of some guys, and uh, got to figure a few things out with the games over the weekend. Yeah, I said it uh, on Friday during the show that they needed a confidence boost, especially offensively, and I think that's exactly what happened with two uh, Mercy Rule wins. The uh, bats started early and continued throughout both games, so it was definitely a uh, positive end of the rough week. It definitely was. We'll talk with the coaches after this. Two-minute break. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on this side of this break. We'll be joined by Martinsburg baseball coaches Aaron Byler, Kurt Zarnecki, and Bo Bartley are tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here on this Monday, April 3rd. We're now joined in studio by the head coach of the Martinsburg baseball team, Aaron Byler, his assistants, Kurt Zarnecki and Bo Bartley. And uh, shout out to Kurt Zarnecki because I didn't know this. I, f- I feel bad that I didn't know it, but it's hard to know the numbers officially when you're not here that long. But 100 wins on Saturday, Coach Byler, you eclipsed that. Uh, it's, a, it's a big mark for the program over the last five years since you've taken over. Yeah, it's it's good for the program. It shows that uh, we've been successful and we've been doing the right things. But kind of the reason why I wanted to bring Kurt and Bo along today is because we don't do what we've done uh, without them. And uh, you guys talk to me all the time, and you know I think they deserve just as much as the accolades as I do. Um, and I know they don't care about it, just like I don't care about it. And we just want to, you know, do, always do what's best for the program. But I'm um, I'm glad to have them here with me today. So what can you guys say about? coach byler and what he's been able to do for the program and just what what you guys have brought as well uh since you know five years ago uh should we start from like the beginning or yeah why not i mean the previous coaching staff when uh bo and i found out that he was resigning me and him both kind of connected first before we even met aaron and we were like hey we can we could turn this program around and we kind of had an agreement in place and then uh, Aaron just kind of came out of nowhere, and we were like, "Who is this guy?" You know, Potomac. Uh, he was teaching at Potomac, so we didn't really know much about him. And uh, you know, that first year was a lot of learning, but it was a, it was a lot of fun as yeah. well. And I think we did find a little bit about where how kind of Byler made his move down here last year during the uh, hitting facility renaming, and and kind of how that brought you down here. Uh, but but Bo, what what uh, what's your side of the story on this? On, on, the, on the program, I think we brought he brought um, you know 
respect to the kids and you know the kids respect him you know you, you teach a kid how to play the game they come to high school to play you build a reputation and a relationship with the players and they're going to play better for you how much has the relationship amongst you three and the rest of the uh, staff really grown over the years i mean uh for us we were kind of merged or meshed together um i i remember initially i turned him down i told him no i'm not going to coach with him and uh you know we had a mutual friend with brett and i remember brett pulled me aside and he said kurt uh, you need to do this trust me it will work out and so uh you know brett was right and so i don't know if i'd be sitting here if he didn't you know come and find me at the high school and say you know give this guy a chance and you know just to piggyback what bo said is you know, we care about our kids, too. We want them to win, but we want that relationship. And so I think we do a good job, the three of us, showing that we care about every single guy on that roster. I, I you know, I reached out to Bo and actually had him come. Uh, he'd probably tell a story pretty good. I actually had him come to my classroom at Potomac Inter- Intermediate and interviewed him. And, and uh, you know, I'm grateful to have them both. And, uh, you know, you sent me the records of the team. Obviously, I wasn't here to know it. Uh, But uh, that first year, you guys had kind of immediate success. Yeah, I think, as my dad says, we were uh, talking to my dad about that first season. He says that I don't realize how blessed that I was. uh, And we were to have success that year because being able to go to the state tournament that year, I think kind of put, you know, you know this town that everybody wants to win, and and if we didn't win right away, you know, we might have had a little bit more problem. So being able to be blessed to have that success in year one, and I think it's it's helped everything uh, as a program. So where do you want the program to go from here? You've had some success. Like you said, you made the state tournament. Uh, You've obviously had winning seasons every year, over 20 wins. How do you take this momentum and what you've built so far in Martinsburg and get to the next step and get uh, even further with the program each year? Well, I, th- I think you just compete every day. You know, we talk about one day at a time and, and getting better, and I think you always have to have, you know, everyday goals, and then you have to have big goals. And and we by accomplishing your everyday goals, you can, you know, hopefully accomplish your, your big goals. Um, so we just want to keep getting better every single day. You know, I think – you know these guys will tell you that the approach you know never changes we try not to get too high not to get too low we have a whiteboard in our clubhouse that has goals on it has things that we want to do and those things don't change no matter what whether you know when we dropped two games in a row it wasn't like the goals went away it wasn't like we stopped doing projects of the field it wasn't like we stopped practicing you know what i mean so just compete every day and hopefully i mean the ultimate goal is win a state championship right since you just mentioned the field before we go talking about the uh, team, just what's some of the feedback about what you guys have uh, heard from how the field is this year from other teams or people around the community? I, I, how about we direct that question to Kurt and Bo? I think they hear as much of it as I do. Um, just listen to players and, and coaches in the other dugout when I'm standing on first coaching. Uh, they just talk about, wow, you know, they got turf fields, they got jumbotron screens and Man, why can't we have this? This is awesome to play here. Stuff like that. I think perception-wise, you kind of walk into the stadium, it kind of has that minor league baseball feel to it. And, uh, you know, the things that he's done over the years has just been impressive. And, 
you know, something that, you know, we could have never dreamed would ever happen at P.O. Faulkner Field. And, and I don't like the word he. I, I mean, there's a lot of lot of people that had involvement other than me. And, I mean, Bo's been out there, you know, blood, sweat, and tears building things for us. And Shout Kurt, out Bo for that uh, <laughs> camera guy. You know, it's just that the, the list is so long um, that it's, yeah, obviously I guess my name's on it. But um, can't thank those people enough for everything they've done. I've got a question here. It's kind of about, you know, I heard you talking about this earlier. I think John Alderton had asked you that question, this question of how many or, you know, how many were on there. But it, it seems like your boosters have been able to stick with you from the beginning. That's definitely got to be a help with what they're able to help you with and what you're able to go to them with and they're able to come to you with. And it's just kind of basically a two-way street. Well, I think it says a lot about us and our program that every single booster member on there is still with us from year one uh so six years they all stayed um i don't know if i'm just really good at talking them into staying each year (laughs) or if if i think they truly enjoy being involved and and our uh, booster president uh eric burnett has done a great job and and everybody on that boosters uh you know melanie slack eric asanovich uh, Emily Sign, Bo Bartley, Don Wright, um, Ms. and they're all people that have had their kids already come former through. Former players, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Miss Cheryl Zittle uh, runs our concession stand. It, it takes so many people to have a successful program. It takes so many good people. Uh, we're very fortunate. What were your uh, Aaron Coach Byler? We talked about your previous experience, but what were your guys' previous experiences before taking this job, uh, just around the game and, and coaching as well? Myself, I coached in Martinsburg a year, year before Byler, Coach Byler came, and I left that program. But I've been involved in Martinsburg Little League for about twenty years, and I knew I knew the kids that coming through Martinsburg Little League program, and I knew they'd be filtering in through Martinsburg High School, and I knew the kids coming and watched them in past seasons of how they performed and stuff like that. It was like no relationship, you know. You build a relationship with the coaches, and they'll play hard for you. Uh, for me, I pretty much played baseball my whole life, and it's something I've always been passionate about. And you know, it kind of was uh, I was I coached the year before Bo for Martinsburg. It just wasn't a good fit, and then I spent a year at Musselman and I coached baseball there, and uh, it just didn't feel like a fit for me over there. So I ended up coming back to Martinsburg High School and teaching. And so you know, having that relationship and then being able to coach, and you know, that's kind of an extension of the classroom. So like Bo said, you know, building of relationships, it was easy for me because I have them in class and then I could have them, you know, after school, baseball and build that relationship even more. The nice part, you know, Bo is out in the community and involved in Martinsburg Little League and he has all those connections uh, with those families in the community. And then you have Kurt in the classroom and he's got that connection uh, with the kids, too. So it's just a bunch of different angles uh, for our program. All right, now I'm going to get into the uh, program. It's uh, still early on in the season, but what have you guys learned about this year's team so far? Go for it. I mean, for me, on the pitching side of things, it's definitely uh, more challenging, and it's rewarding, too, because it, you know they're learning how to pitch varsity innings. So a lot more teaching. I feel like last year you, know, you had Joe and Caleb and DJ and Isaiah. All these kids were you know, this was second nature and it was a lot of like, uh, we were in cruise control, you know, they're going to throw seven innings, throw complete games. We're going to win games. 
And this year, it's a lot more talking, a lot more being methodical, and which is rewarding, but it has been a challenge, and it's one that is different than last year. Yeah, I mean, every year is different. This team, uh, you guys weren't here, but we jokingly, well, not jokingly, but this team kind of reminds us of the post-COVID team um, where we had, you know, everybody coming back was new, uh, doesn't have a whole lot of varsity experience. Uh, last year's team, like Kurt said, you know, you could – we practiced for two days and we were like, all right, let's play a game. Like, they were ready to go. And this team, it's like we need a little more practice than we do playing games. But each year is different, um, and that's the joy of – you know that that makes high school baseball really really fun. And uh, I got a question for you. It's c- something I've started to ask coaches here when it's more of a formal interview, not before a game, uh, but with the new passage of the the bill HB uh, what is it two two eighty two House Bill two eight two zero the uh, transfer rule. How do you think that's going to impact the future of sports in high school here, not only in the Panhandle but especially for baseball? Yeah, I don't. I can't answer that question. With you know, I don't. I don't know. Um, obviously, I think it gives kids uh, school school choice, right? Uh, wherever you want to go, you can go. Um, and you know, we're just that doesn't that bill doesn't change what we do. I don't. You know, you go t- go to our locker room and see if any of our kids want to leave. I beg to say the answer is no. Um, so we just try to run the best program we possibly can. If if a kid wants to come to Martinsburg base, Martinsburg High School to play baseball, then I guess with that bill, he now has that option. I was going to say, going back to Little League and uh, having Bo be involved in both programs, how do you think that helps to have that connection there? And especially if, if you want to have success at the varsity level, it really does start with your feeder programs and your Little League system. You see Jefferson Little League's usually toward the top, and then – Jefferson's baseball's obviously had, you know, a ton of success. So, how does that help having a coach that's kind of with both programs? Oh, it's huge. I mean, Bo was involved with Martinsburg Little League for years and years and years, and that's, you know, that's a that's a thankless job. And and I'm, you know, thankful to everybody that coaches Little League and is involved in Little League and is on the Little League board and and all that stuff. So. First off, thanks to Bo for doing that for for 20 years and just being able to have him down there and just connections. It's just all, you know, over six years we've made so many connections and so many, met so many good people that have helped our program. And, and, I, and I go to a lot of Little League games too because I think it's really big as a program to – to be there to have the kids see uh you know to know what's coming in the future and you know it, it's just good to be out there i think it's i said this on the air about a couple of years ago with, with matt and matt and just kind of want everybody to be bulldogs you know every, everybody's a bulldog uh we whether you're seven years old or whether you're a senior in high school we want you if you're wearing martinsburg baseball jersey we want to know that we want you to know that we support you i want to now get into kind of the fun side of past five years with you guys together what are some fun stories i guess amongst you guys that you want to is arable obviously well kurt can kurt can talk a little bit about we kind of always talk about how him and i are you know opposites and that's what keeps (laughs) us good that's true i mean uh, that's what everybody always says about us Uh, we're opposites and you know i think that's a good thing with coaching you know we can uh you know push each other a little bit and encourage each other and we're not always going to see eye to eye but that's what good coaching staffs do you know we're uh, calling each other up and uh, wanting to compete and at the end of the day you know we want to win games and give the best program we could possibly give our kids so that's part of it um 
I ain't got. I mean, I got a lot of good stories. <laughs> uh, we got tons of stories. He's got I mean, tons of stories, but are they arable? That, that's oh, why yeah, they're, for sure. they're all arable. I, I think it's just a great group, and and not only these two guys sitting to my left, but you know, Coach Cooper and and Buzzy Jackson and Coach Grissinger at the JV level and Coach Lupus and the, you know we've had a couple other guys in and out, and that's the other thing is besides, I mean, Bo, Kurt, uh, Zeke, Coach Coop. But all been together from day one, um, so that's that means a lot to me uh, as a program. And, and the other thing that I like is, and these guys will tell you, is when when those past kids come back in the dugout. I mean, that's to me that's what it's all about is when those kids show back up and you know they're you know shaking hands with coach and and that's what it's about. See those kids come back and and just be you know, thankful for the years that they had and, and hear them tell the kids we have now, enjoy it because it goes really, really fast. You uh, took the question I was going to ask you, the, your JV program, obviously bringing Zeke in, having him as your head coach there for the JV level. And uh, how does that kind of, you know, he's, he's a younger guy and he could definitely help relate a little bit. Oh, he does a tremendous job, man. Tremendous. The kids love him. I think we did a segment last year like uh, – on our Instagram with like who was your favorite coach and I think every single one of them except <laughs> one said I think Kurt got a vote yeah Bo got I a remember vote. that but everybody else was coach Zeke and and he, he's just perfect for that job I mean he's just always teaching uh there's a lot of times where I have to tell him hey man you're 15 minutes after Pratt like you're 15 minutes late getting these kids out of here like they gotta go you know what I mean <laughs> they they just stay and he just work with them all day and night and he just does a tremendous job with that stuff I'm good all right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up with uh, the Martinsburg baseball coaches as Coach Byler reached his 100th win here. We'll get one final question. Uh, a week of baseball this week before you head down and have a tough week down at Myrtle Beach. You'll have Allegheny out of Maryland and then a Hedgesville team Friday and Greenbrier East for a double dip on Saturday. Yeah, it, it doesn't get any easier, but you know, at this point in the season, you want to play good teams. You want to play you know, quality competition, and I think the next two weeks we're going to we're going to find out if we did improve or not. So we're looking forward to the challenge. All right. Thanks for the time, guys. Thank you. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. At 360 Hackwilson Way in Martinsburg, you can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into some more sports Final Four recap, plus the national championship game tonight. We'll talk to the women's national championship yesterday as well. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Back in two minutes. I'm Annette McDonald, and I'm the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer... 
and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. And once again, thanks to head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs baseball team, Aaron Byler, assistants Kurt Zarnecki, and Bo Bartley for stopping by talking about how the program has kind of evolved here since that regime has taken over and uh, where they've been and where they came from. So shout out to them for coming on. And uh, at the top of the show, we talked what we know right now, uh, what is confirmed to us that uh, Martinsburg's Britt Sherman has resigned from his position as head coach currently, but he did text Colin and say, what did he say? He uh, texted me this morning that he's still coaching, and it was just a formality. Yes. Uh, And then uh, you can find that. That's actually public knowledge uh, on the Board of Education website for their upcoming meeting. Uh, That is kind of how we got a hold of this on Saturday evening. Uh, And uh, so you can look on there and uh, see that Martinsburg's head baseball coach has also resigned. Baseball? Or excuse me, not baseball. Sorry. Golf. Golf. I'm talking about (laughs) baseball in my head. No, no, no. Golf. Martinsburg golf, head golf coach uh, Jim Daly has resigned as well. And then the uh, head coach for Musselman Girls Basketball, A.D. Elliott, has resigned according to this, as well as... Uh, Haley Wolf, the head coach for volleyball at Spring Mills, which we have confirmed that yes. as well via text earlier today. So, those are things that happen, and and things. I yeah, you know, really don't know what else to say about this. We don't have any other information besides that we have confirmed that's a formality uh, with head coach Britt Sherman for Martinsburg football. But obviously, coaches move, coaches do the other things in life, and you know, they just they make their own decisions. Yep. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what all or who all fills those other positions, but at least as far as we know, Coach Sherman is coming back um, in some capacity at least. Yeah, uh, but we'll let that be known at a later date when we are told. So all we were told this morning was what Colin received via text. Uh, but the Final Four National Championship uh, it was a, an exciting game at the end of that uh, San Diego State game as uh, a buzzer beater. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, got to catch the end of it after covering uh, some baseball on Saturday. And, yeah, that buzzer beater, it's just 
a special moment, obviously, that's going to be played over and over for years to come, just like another buzzer beater that happened in Houston back when Villanova won the national championship in 2016. So it was a great uh, game that it seemed like FAU really had control of for the most part of the game, too, up until the end where San Diego State was able to make a comeback, get to within a possession, and then add the uh, buzzer beater. So Let's hear Lamont Butler's buzzer beater called by Kevin Kugler on the uh, NCAA March Madness radio network from Westwood One Sports. Greenlee looking right. Greenlee fires it in. Caught by Martin near half court. Eight on the shot clock. Martin will hand it off to Davis. Davis with five to shoot against the rope. Driving down the right side of the lane. Runner won't go. Rebounded by Mensah. Six seconds to go. Five seconds. Butler to the right wing with three seconds. Butler in the corner with one second. Hoists the jumper. It's good. It's good. Lamont Butler sends San Diego State to its first national championship game. 72-71. The Butler did it for the Aztecs in Houston. That was Kevin Kugler on the March Madness Westwood One Sports Network. 72-71 victory for the Aztecs over Florida Atlantic, who made a heck of a run this season. I believe their head coach signed a big lucrative extension after uh, after the game, or maybe will today. Yeah, well, big game, though, tonight. Obviously, national championship between uh, you know San Diego State and UConn. UConn comes in as a team that's just rolled through the tournament. I think they have a good chance to roll again tonight, but San Diego State does play, you know, some of the best defense in the country. So that might be enough to keep them in it, but UConn a seven point favorite the way the Huskies have played throughout this tournament. Uh, They've certainly looked like the best team in college basketball. They started the year 14 and now. So, I mean, you know, great start to the year, kind of a, not as impressive middle of the season, but still very impressive. And then uh, have come on here and, and gotten hot. And like I said, I thought they made it through the toughest region. Uh, I wasn't surprised that they beat Miami. I was a little bit surprised that it wasn't close. But, I mean, based on how they've played, you know, you got to feel like UConn's going to come out and win this one here tonight. But, you know, San Diego State's had a great run. Maybe it is uh, that – you know their magic continues here tonight. I think it, it has an it's an intriguing matchup. It's it's not your typical you know national championship type game a four versus a five, but um, I still think you know you're going to tune in. You're going to be excited about it. But overall, I think UConn probably wins it and probably does cover the seven points. So we'll have to wait and see. But San Diego State does have a few things that they could throw at UConn uh, that could make it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, all signs from this entire tournament and the way that UConn says to take UConn winning the national championship tonight and take the points because the uh, narrowest margin of victory for them was last game and it was still a 13-point win for UConn. They've been blowing out teams and playing really impressive basketball from start to finish, but the question remains the way that San Diego State's been playing, really trying to hone in on the defense as Nick just mentioned and wear teams down and then explode offensively towards those final 10 minutes of the game and make a comeback like we saw 
them do against FAU. They were down for seven, eight points for a lot of that game, and then from there really went on to come back and win. Can they do that against UConn, or will UConn's offense explode so much that the deficit will be too much for San Diego State in that final 10 minutes to come back against is really the question. Is it going to be a 20-point game that even though San Diego State is showing life, it won't matter? Yeah. So I was trying to find some audio here that I thought I had bookmarked, but I didn't. Um, National Championship tonight, 6.30 will be our airtime. 9.20 will be the tip-off. Can we talk about this 9.20 tip-off? It always happens. I don't like it. We talk about it every year. The East Coast, they don't care. How the women's national championship is like on a Sunday in the middle of the day? That's kind of weird. Can it be Sunday at like six thirty? It was like in the middle. I mean, I don't really. I mean, ESPN has coverage of it, and the reason why is because they have Sunday night baseball. That yeah, unfortunately for women's basketball, maybe not this year. I don't know. Yeah, one of two eighty-five victory for LSU over Iowa. And uh, I was trying to find, uh, so Kim Mulkey, the head coach at LSU, when she got introduced as the head coach, she said, I see a lot of these Final Four trophies. I don't see a national championship one. I'm going to bring one home. And what did she do a couple years later? Bring one home. So shout out to them. LSU wins the the women's national championship. Shout out to Caitlin Clark, though. She's changed the game. She has. Women's basketball. And uh, even though she didn't win, you still had an excellent performance and – just a, a really fun player to watch. Uh, plays the game very similarly to you know Steph Curry. Takes mm-hmm. shots from anywhere on the floor, and, and she makes them. Uh, so she's clearly the best player in women's basketball, or at least in college. And uh, the way women's basketball works is she actually can't declare for the draft yet. She yeah. has to wait another year because you have to wait until you're 22 uh, to declare for the WNBA draft if you're a – uh, domestically born player so um she's you know gonna play another year of college at least she still has two years of eligibility because of covid so um we'll see what she's able to do at iowa and you know next season but uh i think she's just been you know the story of the tournament it's been a it was a really exciting women's basketball tournament actually you had some good upsets uh, some different teams winning so um yeah it's good to see but LSU was clearly the better overall team, but Iowa had the best player. And that was kind of the story going in. And supposedly it was the worst, like, officiated game of the tournament. So, you know, I don't – or some people are saying it's one of the worst officiated championships they've ever seen. Yeah, I I don't want to speak to that because I didn't watch it. But I know Clark was tremendous throughout the entire tournament. I mean, we saw back-to-back 40-plus point games and then in the national championship where – in Iowa unfortunately come up short she still puts up 30 points so she's definitely made herself known nationally now and with those two years and the way that college basketball and college sports in general are now I think she'll be getting a lot of NIL deals so even though she can't become a professional basketball player I think she's uh still getting plenty of money now yeah and uh We'll see how those NLI deals work out after the national championship game. But once again, men's national championship tonight on Talk Radio WRNR 9.20 p.m. is a tip-off. Connecticut favored by 7. 6.30 will be Westwood's pregame coverage beginning, as we'll have it all for you on the radio side of things. 
But let's take our final break, and we'll talk some uh, local baseball or regional baseball as well as regional. uh, We'll talk about the the Nationals, Orioles, Capitals, and Wizards after this. Two-minute break. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Once again, we'll talk Nationals, Orioles, Capitals, and Wizards after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Mary's Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call them at 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you for the next 14 minutes. Uh, once again, we might as well just recap the news here. We don't know when people are tuning in during their lunch hour, but Colin, did you get a, you did get a confirmation that uh, although there was a formal resignation by head coach Britt Sherman, he will be back. Yes, that is correct. He sent a text this morning to me after I asked him to confirm whether or not he's resigning. He said, yes, he's resigning, but he's still coaching. It's just a formality. Okay. Yep. That for people that were tuning in later in this lunch hour so here. He's one, and then obviously we uh, mentioned before uh, or at the beginning of last segment the golf coach at Martinsburg as uh, being confirmed to resign today during the BOE meeting, as well as A.D. Elliott, the uh, head varsity coach for Musselman Girls Basketball, and then Haley Wolf, the Spring Mills volleyball coach. 
Yeah. So that's what we learned here from the Board of Education, their meeting tonight. Uh, don't expect any news about anything relatively soon. I wouldn't expect anything. I mean, I would expect maybe those head coaches, volleyball coach, maybe coming soon to Spring Mills, a new girls basketball coach at at uh, at uh, Musselman, and maybe that new golf coach. Because if you look at the dates on this, did you see the dates on those things, Colin? I did not look directly at those. So the dates on this, let me pull it back up again. It would be uh, so for. Head golf coach at Martinsburg, effective uh, March 23rd for uh, A.D. Elliott's spot. He resigned effective uh, Jan- or, excuse me, March 28th. And then for Coach Britt Sherman, his resignation as head football coach doesn't begin until June 1st, 2021. Coach Haley Wolf resigned. 2023. As, 2023, excuse me. Head coach Haley Wolf resigned as head volleyball coach at Spring Mills, effective 3-21-23. Uh, so, you would expect there would be a um, there would be a you know kind of things out there for you see job postings coming here soon for those uh, few ones that have already happened. But I would effective June first means they can't hire anybody till June first. So if that's what they're going to do, who knows? They, they, yeah, don't know. We don't know, but there can't be anything done about that position until. June 1st, 2023. That's all we know. But from what I understand, that is what happens is you'll see job listings for those other positions, but not that that were effective prior to this date, but not anything that's effective later on. So uh, let's start closing out the show. We'll talk some Nationals and Orioles. MLB opening kind of, I guess, five days, you want to call it here, as um, the Nationals lost their home opener on Thursday to the on opening day. They were off Friday. They lost Saturday. Uh, not a very good item. They only scored one run, but they got the uh, they salvaged one yesterday against the Braves and Mackenzie Gore on the mound for the Nationals. He made his debut and he looked really, really good, guys. I don't know if you saw his numbers on the mound. Uh, let me pull them up here as a or as a MLB app was being a little slow for me here. Uh, I don't like the new MLB app layout. Do you guys? No, but that's why I'm going to go to yeah, ESPN. I don't know. Gore went why five and a third innings that? for the Nationals. Three hits, one run, one earned, five, excuse me, four walks, six strikeouts. So he had a great day to start things off. And offensively for the Nationals, two hits for Lane Thomas at the top of the lineup and RBI for Dominic Smith, Cabert Ruiz, and Alex Call, along with Luis Garcia. Uh, two walks for Cabert Ruiz on the day as well. Nationals scored all five, or excuse me, all four of their runs in the first inning. So uh, early offense, Kyle Finnegan gets the save, but the Nationals able to salvage one. They'll uh, take on the Rays, who come in three and zero starting tonight, seven oh five. That'll be a tough series for them. Yeah, well, but you got to be, I guess, happy even though you lost the series that you were able to salvage one and not start the year with a sweep. And you got to look also. Um, even though you went deep in the bullpen again in that third game, and we mentioned that after the first game when uh, the Nats lost 7-1, they had to go five or six deep. They went four deep into the bullpen. and Yeah, but I wouldn't say they did great deep. though. They, they did great. I mean, yeah, they didn't pitch that many innings, but it's still innings yeah. early in the season that maybe you don't want to give them. Yeah. But when you only give up, well, you don't give up any runs. I'm trying to see if they gave up any hits during that time because there was one only hit to, by, uh, four hits Ramirez. in total for Ramirez Atlanta, gave up one so, hit and, yeah. and uh, one walk for Carl Edwards Jr. But other than that, they kept people off the base. Exactly. Pass. That's what you like to see. So, 
But it'll be a, a tough season, obviously, for the Nationals. Uh, starting pitchers tonight, though, uh, will be, I believe, Trevor Williams for the Nationals, uh, if, if I am correct here, as it's being game, or excuse me, MLB app is being very slow for me today. Trevor Williams will be on the mound on 2022. Didn't have a great season. Only pitched 89 innings, though. He had a 3.21 ERA, 84 strikeouts in 89 innings, but he has 590 in his career over 159 games against uh, Rasmussen for the Rays. They'll play three, 7.05 tonight, 7.05 tomorrow night, 1.05 on Wednesday. But now we'll talk Orioles, guys. Orioles salvaged one as well. Yeah, kind of disappointing start, I think, for the Orioles based on the fact that they should have won at least two of those games uh, in Boston. But some poor defense and pitching really uh, you know, allowed Boston to get back into game two and eventually win it, so... It's only the first series of the year, though, so I'm not like super concerned. But I do think you have to be uh, somewhat concerned about how this pitching will do throughout the season, and will that be the thing that holds the Orioles back? Because they didn't go out and really add any quality starters. They let Jordan Lyles walk, who had a really good season for them last year, and they uh, went out and got a new pitcher, but... Um, you know, and, and Kyle Gibson, who's just okay, and and he pitched well enough to get the win, but you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And, and this is a really tough start to the year for the Orioles with the schedule. They now have to go to Texas instead of coming home. I don't know why they had to start the season with two road series to begin the year, especially so spread out. You go all the way from Boston to Texas, and no day off in between. I don't, I don't know why they had to do that. Why they couldn't come home and play Texas, but. Um, or, or something that works, you know, better. But and then they got to play the Yankees at home. So it's like, whatever. I mean, the AL East is tough. The American League is tough. Uh, but we'll see what they can do during this next series. But you're hopeful that they can uh, figure some things out from a pitching perspective. I think from a hitting perspective, things were pretty good at least in the first two games. Uh, third game was a little bit tougher, but. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Still a long season, so I'm not exactly. Like, There's still 150 what nine games left. Yeah, so 159 games. Some teams worry, 158. But you obviously want to see pitching improve because when you give up nine runs in all three games to start off, you're not happy with that. And then defensively, I think time will come where that gets better. We know we had some pretty solid defense, especially in the infield, but you just need more consistency. And it's who uh, each game there was a different left fielder starting for Baltimore, and they had to deal with the monster. Now I'm not trying to make an excuse, obviously, for McKenna because he should have made that catch, and the Orioles should have won game two. And obviously, giving up a six-run lead in that game two was frustrating too. Being Why a is fan, McKenna in the game? I don't know. It's game two of the season. It's okay. Yeah, but I'm just I'm, <laughs> it's game two of the season. It's game two it's okay. of the season. Did he yes. start? I didn't. I can't remember. Did he start that game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. In left Why field. is he starting game two after a day off when he's a role player? I, I don't know. But like you think your you starters San, would be able Santander and left game one. You had McKenna game two, and, he's and then to you be had Lavera in game three. I, I don't know. It, it's weird. Mm. It's Baltimore. 
beat Texas. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only the first three games. Of exactly. Game. <laughs> All right, let's move on as we'll talk some Wizards action. They dropped a 34-44 on the season after Sunday's 118-109 road loss to the Knicks. Um, they're without four starters in uh, Bradley Beal, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, and Monte Morris. Corey Kispert stepped up again. He scored a career-high 29 points. Uh, Johnny Davis made his first start of his NBA career, scored 16 points in the loss. Uh, the Wizards take on the Bucks on Tuesday night. Uh, Nick, have they are they eliminated for sure? Yes. So they they're eliminated nice from the playoffs. Next to their name in the standings. All right. Well, their season comes to an end. We thought maybe they could get in that playing spot this year, but they're not going to make it. Yeah, it was a weird season for the Wizards because, like we talked about at the trade deadline, they weren't really in a great position, but they didn't make any moves to really improve the team or, you know, give up on the team. So, but when do they? <laughs> right, and you know they they have a tough situation. Porzingis is a free agent, so what are they going to do with him? Um, will they be able to bring back him and Kuzma? You know, that's the big question mark right now. Uh, Bradley Beal obviously spent a lot of this season hurt and now is dealing with this legal thing, which I don't think he He's also be. hurt right now. Okay, I didn't know if he was hurt as well. Uh, well, at this point, they're probably just holding him out because the season's over. So, yeah. yeah. But Corey Kispert I think they did the there. same thing with Kuzma last year. Right. They did trade Rui at the deadline, but he was you know, one of your young guys and you really didn't get much back for him. So, I think Corey... Corey Kispert played really well, but sometimes in the NBA you see guys have great scoring nights, and it's due to the fact, well, somebody's got to score for the Wizards, right? And and when you don't have Beal, you don't have Porzingis, and you don't have Kuzma uh, or Morris, you know, somebody's got to put the ball in the basket. So it just so happens that Corey Kispert's getting in cha- uh, increased opportunities to do so. Um, but I do like what we've seen from him, which is good you know, see one of their draft picks at least turning into, I think, a really solid role player in the league. Um, but, you know, the Wizards are kind of a mess, and I don't really yeah. know what direction they're going in. Uh, but and neither do they. It, it doesn't appear. Obviously. They, they, it, they don't. I mean, but it's also tough because we, we mentioned health, right? Yeah. And you go back to the trade deadline. They They weren't really that healthy then, so – do you try to build the team? Who's going to want to come healthy all year? Who's going to want to come to Washington to no play one. with unhealthy people? And who's going to trade for unhealthy <laughs> you people? Some right? Good points. right? That, that's what makes it difficult. Is because they're injured so much. That's why Washington, honestly, even though you wanted to see them do one of those two options, couldn't do those two options. Yeah, uh, that'll be something interesting to see. The Capitals, uh, they're on the verge of the brink of elimination here. They fell 5-2 to two yesterday to the Rangers in the nationally televised game. Uh, they were down 2 uh, nothing at the end of the first, and uh, they gave up just too many goals. They're back in action Thursday at Montreal, and they could end their their season could come to a, an end with a, their playoffs. They'd be out of luck with the playoffs tomorrow if – the, let me pull this up. Where is it? I believe if the Penguins and the Panthers win on Tuesday, the Caps are officially out of the playoffs. So uh, that'll be something to watch for tomorrow night as the Caps are off until Thursday. But uh, disappointing season. But see, they realized it at the trade deadline. Comparatively not, to the Wizards. True. Same ownership. Yeah. Interesting how that's going to work out. 
Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Martinsburg head coach Aaron Byler. Congrats to him on his 100th career victory, as well as coaching staff members, pitching coach Kurt Zarnecki and Bo Bartley, the first base coach. They were coming on. Thanks to them for coming on today. And uh, no games for us tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night as we'll have uh, – was it Musselman at Hedgesville? No. What game do we have tomorrow night, guys? Come on, guys. I'm Help pretty sure that's what it was. No, we were just at Muscleman at Hedgesville. Is it flipped then? It's Washington at Hedgesville tomorrow uh, night. That'll do it for us today, though. Uh, but catch the NCAA champion men's basketball championship tonight, 630 pregame, 920 tip-off. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. To the panhandle leader in sports coverage, talk radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.